high energy, coming in high energy, high energy, and yes, welcome to Road Sodas. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Warden, high energy. Welcome, and I am Jimbo Shaw. There it is, matching energies, yes. <laughs> oh man, it is good to see you, I haven't seen you in so long. It's been like two weeks. Probably, at least. Yeah. I don't know. Time's starting to starting to bleed together. And I know that's a weird thing to say, especially, you know, given the times that we're going through. But, yeah, this it still feels real, even though it isn't. So we're recording this on the 9th of September for the listener. Uh, Jimbo, have you seen any pictures of what San Francisco looks like today? Uh, smug? No. N- no, I have not. No. So it was a it was a it was I've never seen a sky situation quite like that. I haven't lived out here all that long, but there's some sort of weird perfect storm of the fires and something else where the whole sky today, everything was in sepia tone. Sepia? Sepia? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yes, but everything all day. Everything was just a, a TV show from the fucking 50s. All day you had to drive with your lights on. It was so dark that you needed your lights the entire day. Like, the brightest it got was a faded sepia brown. The sky was brown. I've never seen anything like that before. And all the people that I talked to who have lived out here for a while have also seemingly never seen I mean, it was fucking spooky. Interesting. Well, you know, that, that sounds like a like a nice, nice prelude to what is going to be, assuredly, like, an amazing episode of Road Sodas. Absolutely. Especially because what I did directly before this... Uh, after I ate some dinner, was I uh, sharpened my two very large knives, one for me and you know one for the wife there, just because it's feeling more Mad Maxi in every day. Uh, don't worry, I got the uh, Red Rider, the BB gun, within arm's reach. My man, I, it's in the studio. I recently checked California knife laws. Turns out, uh, not allowed to carry these uh, in your backpack or a pocket. You have to just uh, either hold them in your hand or on a sheath on your belt loop. It's an open carry knife situation. Can you go like a like a strap over the shoulder as well? Like have it on your back? As long as it's out and visible. Okay. Including in your hand. That's fine. You can just be wielding a knife. That's legal. But yeah. you can't have it in your backpack. So God forbid you go camping. God okay. forbid. God forbid. Also, yeah. a machete does not count as a, as a knife or a dirk or a dagger, which is the one class. Of, it, it counts as a tool. So... I can just whip that thing around wherever I want, apparently. Nice. Nice. Not that I have a machete or stores of dried food and water for any of my neighbors who might be listening. You can fuck off. Yeah. They... Nothing for you. <laughs> well, they're really only interested in your water, not your water. Uh, but having said that, like a nice a nice end cap, uh, since this is the 9th of September, and I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, the first floor of our apartment building moved out and uh, left some things oh boy for us some surprises well, not for us just left some things okay and uh you know so the strings of christmas lights on the back porch that they assuredly just didn't look up and forgot uh you know a nice kind of chair that that was in the backyard like a nice reclining guy not as nice as your adirondack chairs that you made Thanks, but like bud. yeah yeah i i mean it's a good third for the back porch you know <laughs> you're you're the top two but it's a good third um but no they left a like three foot claymore just yeah mm-hmm yeah and All it's right. got a sheath 
and it's got duct tape on the handle. And for those at home, if you're thinking they left a three foot mine, no, no, this is a sword. This is a big broadsword that somebody left, and it's it's not sharp at all. And it's been hacked on a couple of things. You can tell because the blades all fouled up. But Matt has heard them play D and D pretty intensely. Like he he thinks that there was a pretty intense dungeon master that was living down there. Okay, and I'm guessing you know. Fell by the wayside, you know, couldn't couldn't take it on the plane because he was moving to the Netherlands. I don't know. For him to have, for Matt to have heard that from two floors below, that no. isn't intense. Well, it it isn't because you it was whenever he did laundry, he would be below the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still, yeah. still, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, when we played D and feel like anybody overhearing. I mean, we didn't yell all that much, but when we did, it was because we were very drunk and eating Chinese food, and I, I don't know if it was necessarily D&D related. Yeah. I don't know. I used to yell a lot back then. We still do. Yeah. Sometimes. We're not quiet men. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I mean, that doubled our sword count in the household. Fantastic. I, I think it, like, quadrupled our sword, like, girth in the apartment, so. Ooh. All right. Yeah. yeah you got some, yeah. got some heft. Exactly. Have you well, named Have you named the blade? Uh, well, I figured it's Matt's. He spied it first. Joan and I went down and took it. Good. May I recommend the, uh, just tell him to call it Girthquake. <laughs> well, somebody already has that name. I don't... Yeah, yeah, but, you know, that show's like 10 years old now. Yeah, and, you know, it, it happened during the best time of our lives, which was 2013. So. Apparently. Apparently. Hmm. Hell yeah, but that brings us right into some correspondence. Actually, I'm going to pause that real quick. Before we get into correspondence, I just want to welcome everyone to the show. And I also want to say thanks for listening. We're getting quite a few listens, and that means a lot. And uh, obviously we don't have ads, because how the fuck could we? But it would mean a lot if uh, you guys just uh, recommended it this to, a, to a friend who you think would like it. Don't just, don't, don't, if you if you're, uh, if you got a buddy who fucking hates podcasts or wildly handsome men from the Mid-Atlantic, don't, don't tell them about this. They won't like this. But if you got a friend who might like it, especially if they don't know us, that's, we're really looking into that. Uh, we have a large untapped market of, there's, I think, about 7 billion people who don't know us, roughly. Give or take. Yeah, that's true. We're trying to push into that market a little bit. So if you just try, you know, if anybody, I realize most of who you know are us. If you know us, we're probably about 80% of the people you know, because we're very large. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that other 20%, fucking go ahead and, you know, roll the dice. Maybe they don't know us. See, and, 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 and if they like this, go ahead and tell them. We should be on whatever platform they listen to podcasts. And if they don't listen to podcasts, chances are you don't want to talk to them anyway. Because if you listen to podcasts, that's all you want to talk about. And I don't mean that disparagingly. I'm that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I also got to say to the first listener to reach 100 downloads of our podcast, you get Jimbo's mystery gift, which is definitely not a personalized song that I'm going to write for you. Nope. It's not that at all. Yeah. No one knows. Not even Jimbo knows what it is. Well, that's that's our advertisement. And yeah, that was our plug. We fucking nailed it. Jimbo's mystery gifts. Jimbo's mystery gifts. Almost as good as our Neko Wafers ad. But now, we'll get into the correspondence. This is from Jimbo to me, titled, I guess I didn't realize that you have a woman, if you still do. Sent September 25th, 
2017, and it goes thusly. World-traveling, West Coast-residing, wonderful white warden. My hatred of Germans becomes more clear with each passing day, and stronger with each interaction. I miss emotions, a thing that Germans lack. I yearn for someone to tell me to go fuck myself, or at least a simple, hey, fuck you, pussy. I've heard many a joke over here, and all that comes to mind with each stale punchline is Patton Oswalt's Germany bit and funny bot. The German election has just happened, and the alt-right now has seats in the Reichstag. Alt-right went by a different name in the 30s and 40s. The militarism is gone, but the rhetoric is the same. I just hope they don't suspend the Constitution indefinitely this time when the Reichstag catches fire. Unfortunately, the Pirate Party, yes, the Pirate Party, didn't fare so well. A lack of Spanish booty and scurvy must have kept them from the polls. I haven't heard any news of your upcoming plans, but I fear not. I check my spam filter daily because I thought Gmail might know how much you love spam. If I was to visit, it would be in Paris most likely, as I don't think I can miss much time during work weeks. Such is life in production. I wish you all of the hardest, strongest boners, and may your balls swing freely. Your Nerf Herder. Oh, man. That was another good reference to that that trip that that I never... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got got to see you <laughs> yeah we referenced that a lot it turns out but i mean like we were we were both in europe i think at the same t- or maybe not at the same time but i think basically we tagged each other in and out of Jer- uh, of, of europe mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh. yeah i did my five months and uh you did your your two weeks oh i don't even think it was that trip i think i was there for like eight days <laughs> oh nice uh yeah and ben you know, being being the Ben that he is, sought to reply to me in in a timely manner on the twenty seventh of September, twenty seventeen. My mid Atlantic, cross Atlantic, beef romantic. I am sorry to hear that the Germans have grown tiresome. Their alleged efficiency must have its benefits, but at the cost of emotion slash behaving like people, is it really worth it? I wish the Pirate Party had done better, and I'll admit that even with Google Translate, I'm not entirely sure I got a good grasp on their platform. But at least, maybe, they are trying to shove some levity into their politics. It's weird watching Nazis take footholds in various political and social venues again, and it's even weirder to watch the Bay Area as a whole learn that there are still Nazis and racists in America. I mean, fuck. The Dead Kennedys are from San Francisco and wrote a song, Nazi Punks Fuck Off. This should not be news to them. If your company is still planning to send you back across the Teche, I'm sure some Boston time will fill you some go fuck yourselves quickly and with fervor. Is the end of October still looking like your VE day? The timeline has been hammered out for the Europe trip in its entirety. Unfortunately, my car needed some pretty major repairs, which sucked away many of my funds, so I'm getting some free lodging with some friends instead of more comfortable hotel debauchery. We'll arrive in Paris on Schwarzfreitag, 11.24, at 9.30am, and leave Cyberg Montag, see what I did there, at 11am for <laughs> Munich. We'll be staying on a fold-out couch at my lady friend's friend's house, and I do not believe we could house additional troops. 
I apologize for this, but both myself and my wallet have been quite stressed lately. If you could join for any or all Parisian adventures, I would be thrilled to see you. I also understand that this shit is both expensive and France, so I will not even be slightly offended if you and possibly Papa can't make it. I'll be seeing you over Christmas regardless. As for the lady friend herself, things have been going unexpectedly well. I miss you and think of you regularly. May your loads shoot straight and often. Das Bean. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that lady friend uh, is uh, uh, now my wife, so I would say that... Uh, yeah, well done. That continued to progress well. Mm, yeah. It, it really turfed out for you, man. It did. It's also one of the reasons I wanted uh, us us to read this one this week is because, you know, the election's heating up and this was, you know. Uh, right. I get it now. Exactly. And uh, I don't know. I remember just kind of being confused. I, I guess it's because you and I have spent a reasonable or possibly unreasonable amount of time in the punk and metal scene in Boston. So you always have to stay vigilant to keep your eye out for... You know, the type of skinheads you don't want coming. Yeah, the red laces. Exactly. Not, I mean, sharps, you know, that's a whole, they're just annoying, but their politics are fine. They're just, they have to spend the whole time explaining that they're not actually racist and that that gets tiresome to listen to. But uh, then to come out here and, you know, I didn't have that many friends. I didn't have any friends out here. So the one, the the new ones I was making, they weren't really in the punk scene. And so it it was sort of. You know, unfortunately, the punk scene's always had its. There's, there's always been a small cadre of just, you know, Nazi punks fucking clinging to just bullshit, and so I, I, I feel like maybe that. Uh, I was gonna say numb, but it didn't numb me. It just kept me vigilant, kept us all in that community vigilant to keep an eye out for that type of shit. And uh yeah, then watching, you know, I think this was probably around the time of the Charlottesville stuff. And so everybody's like, oh Very my God. So. Yeah. Oh my God, these people are still around. It's like, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I was I was surprised by the violence, of course, but I I, I knew they were out there. Yeah. The tiki torches are out there, man. Yeah. There there's a lot of them. Yeah. But I don't mean to disparage the Bay Area. Turns out it was it's pretty much most of America is not s- semi-active in the punk community, and therefore, uh, you know, I, uh, it was a shock to a lot of people. I don't mean to Look, make it single out, you know, this region. Most of America's, you know, uh, BuzzFeed-sponsored content isn't American Nazi Party. <laughs> Some of us, it is. Some of us, it is. Like, but, you know. That's just YouTube. That's just YouTube. He, it, my playlist gets gets really white really quick. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Every time I pull out the hair clippers, it's just like, yeah, you're a skinhead, clearly. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, with sharps. They got to constantly be like, oh, I, we've referenced it before. But my buddy, my buddy, our, our buddy, Tim, has a shirt that says, you know, not racist, just bald or something like that. It's a, Which is a funny shirt, but, you know, at a punk show... Not a useless shirt. <laughs> yeah, it, it is not. Yeah. But that will bring us to this week's main soda, which has nothing to do with that topic because that topic is a bit heavy. Wait, you were never a Nazi? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> No. Well, 
a neo-Nazi, I guess. No. Like original Nazi, it would be difficult given the constraints of time. I was an I was a nun type of, uh, of Nazi. Like not right. even not even a little bit. A, a nunzy. I get it. There we go. But this week, uh, we're gonna do another montage episode. We're going to for the main soda, we're gonna discuss I think we're gonna mainly focus on the early jobs, which were you know, they had their moments, but were largely just shitty manual labor jobs. It's what you do in high school. Or just boring retail jobs. There, there were high school jobs. Slash yeah. maybe maybe we'll get to early college. But what's extra funny is this past weekend, I happened to be hanging out with some people that I've met. Uh, not not hanging out closely. We we're, we're up in Tahoe, you know. Socially distanced hiking and such. And um, for whatever reason, we just kept sort of broaching subjects of industries that I've worked in. And they didn't know me well enough to know that I'd worked in it. And it just kind of became like a brief running joke. Like, oh, you've had a lot of fucking weird ass jobs. And I was like, ah, shit, that happens to be the fucking thing we're going to talk about. So, yeah, eat a dick. There's a lot of things that aren't on my resume. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what we're going to discuss, I think none of are on our resume because they're all fucking weird. But they're (laughs) they're on the friendship resume because these are the best tales. Oh, by far. So if you don't mind, I'll take the reins on the on the on the first one, because it also ties into your neighborhood. Uh, I believe technically the first thing I ever got paid for, uh, I think the first time I worked there, I was about 14, and it was a daycare center run by my mom's coworker that happened to be like four houses down from Jimbo's childhood home, yeah. something like that. I mean, right around the fucking corner. And I mean, what your mom did was child psychology at at a local university, right? Yes. Okay. And so this was one of her colleagues ran a child care center out of her house, which, I mean, all that makes total sense and is above board. I don't know why they hired a 14-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it was two doors down from me, and you were local-ish, at least. You know, you were, you were a good kid. You'd be seen around the neighborhood, maybe. I mean, I went to this daycare for years. Like, I did the early kindergarten where you 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 go to like somewhere else after school, or you go home after school, or not after school after after like noon, you know, after lunchtime. And I would go to this place center, and it's two doors down, seriously, from my parents. And it's like a nice, you know, plain style, maybe maybe like late Victorian kind of house with, or no, prairie style, but like a nice front porch that does not face the road. It faces like this nice yard and, you know, it's like the this nice big house with this huge front porch that doesn't face the road. And then there's like this gigantic two-story concrete like cinder block structure off the back of it and that's the daycare center that they had yeah i you know they had some pretty sweet playground equipment for for my young mind because i live two doors down and guess what i i didn't have that playground equipment in my backyard but i was basically at home yeah i uh i mean in general i feel like daycares don't hire a lot of dudes especially i mean so i wasn't big then i was 14 very few people are big at 14 but i feel like in general having like a big hairy dude work at a daycare it's not really it's not common we all know why we don't have to say it but it's it's odd and so i think because i was still a, like a kid it maybe wasn't that weird yeah they basically just paid me 
to play catch with like fucking four year olds in the backyard. That's what I did with a bunch of weird teenagers. Yeah, when I was in daycare. Like that's the weirdest part. Is you know, I remember like pissing my myself all the time. I remember you know doing doing some pretty sweet color color paints with my fingers and uh, catching some tadpoles. Hell yeah! From a local pond and watching them turn into frogs that we eventually killed because we're children. But the other thing was that there were always like a rotating, just weird cadre of of like teens to like young adults. And uh, this happened at a lot of schools and daycares in the area. Like this university would just send people out and say, okay, this is your, your guest PE teacher for the day. And it's like, uh, what? Why is this 20-year-old trying to tell like a bunch of 10-year-olds how to play basketball? We already know how to play basketball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of tales about that one, mostly because I was 14. I barely remember it. It just sounds kind of illegal. And I'm sorry for saying their name, and I hope you edit it out. I will. In a good way. I will. I'll, I'll put in something fun, uh, maybe an air horn, maybe a fart sound. I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I honestly forgot the promise that I made to myself, and I didn't even mention this to you, is that I probably shouldn't say any of the names of any of the places I work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be listening. I'm gonna be listening off some uh, some major companies, some corporations. But other than that, yeah, I'm gonna keep it keep it vague. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I love kids, but I think a lot of people are shocked to find out that my first working experience was a daycare. Uh, not because I'm like a creepy guy. I think they're just like, huh, you. All right, yeah. maybe All right. it is because I'm a creepy guy, and they just don't tell me. Who knows? Hmm. But let's go. Let's go to your first one. That was my first one. I also started working at the age of 14. As a young man in Cecil County, prob- uh, I apologize, as a young person in Cecil County, probably does, because there's nothing else to do, and, you know, sometimes having 20 bucks that your mom doesn't know about can go a long way. I definitely was not a man. That's That's definitely true. And that's why I took a job in the same university's, like, agriculture department cornfield for i think it was like 615 an hour damn that's not bad yeah which was it was well above yeah. the fucking national minimum wage like i was i was kind of high rolling that was that's a lot higher than the maryland minimum wage at the time oh i guess this was this would have been in delaware maybe yeah. delaware maybe delaware had a different that might be that might have been minimum wage for delaware well i had to pay tax in both states anyway cuz i lived in maryland even though I biked to work, which was amazing, and I still do that because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. The the ride to work from, you know, through the woods in Maryland to the woods in Delaware versus riding through the streets of Boston to the streets of Cambridge are very different rides. Uh-huh. Yeah. I agree with you, but there's still a lot of the same joys and thrills. There's just a lot more stoplights nowadays. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would bike through the entire town of Newark to the, over the tracks, you know, almost to 95 to this cornfield. And it was a crazy job. The way, like, I got this job through a kid I knew in high school. And he warned me that in the interview, the boss was going to show you this cob, this dried cob of corn. And it looked like a dick. Like, there was just 
There is just some different corn on the top, and it looked like a dick. It, it was just like two tone at, at the at the right proportions, and he was just like, "Whatever you do in the interview, just don't laugh at that time." And uh, that was that. I I I got one of my other friends to interview for this job like a couple years later, and I gave him the exact same advice. It was like, "You really don't need to do anything." Other than not laugh at the the dick that he pulls out of a manila envelope at one point in the interview. Uh, this guy this guy was from the the east side of Africa in a little nation that broke away from Ethiopia in 1991 called Eritrea, whereas he called it Eresha. But he was my best boss probably because he <laughs> he was the truest boss. Uh, there was more, one... more of a leader than a boss. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because they had a big field, and when the corn was, you know, ready or or the the job was ripe, like we we just had to get it done. Basically, we couldn't stop. So, like, they were doing this science where they were trying to get the same phenotype out of all the plants of corn. They were trying to make homogenous corn plants. So that they could select the genes that they wanted. I know, I know it sounds a lot like Nazism. Look, we all love homogenous phenotypes, okay? I've we... moved on, guys. I I see the error in my ways. Folks, we love corn-based eugenics, don't we? Don't we, folks? But yeah, I mean, some years they planted, you know, the rows separately and and they were all, you know, maturing at different times. Other times, like, it was just like, gloomy for the first start of the summer and then then everything popped at once you know so some some summer weeks it was like hey i'm working 67 hours i'm getting a shitload of overtime here but then come august like everything's done that's the nature of the beast but early in the season what you would do is you would thin out the plants so that they had an even spacing between them because this is still science you know this is still a university so they're, they're conducting experiments here but uh there was a this is when the plants are like calf height and you can see everything on the ground mostly for yards, yards and yards and yards. But, you know, we have snakes around where we live and sure enough, they, they love shit like this, especially, especially once, you know, there was a barren field in the winter and then, and then they get a little bit of plant coverage. Oh yeah. Let's go hunt some voles. And this big black garter snake, probably three foot long, slithering slithering through and what we had to to actually thin out these corn plants was like a hoe but it had a much smaller head it just had like a like a little two-pointed blade and you had a tiny headed hoe yeah tiny headed hoe is exactly what it was and so my boss you know from africa he saw the snake like out of the corner of his eye rushed over to it with one fell swoop chopped its head off with the tiny headed hoe and then picked its tail up and swung its lifeless bleeding body over his head and we were all like that guy's the boss he's our leader that's how you command respect conan what is best in life I didn't realize that snakes were predators of corn plants. Like I, you know, I he he was all about the cornfield. So clearly, you know that that's 
You'd think, was... the, you'd think the snake would keep away mice, and I would assume mice would be more the eaters of corn. Nah, nah, you gotta worry about the European corn boar. We all know the European corn boar, don't we, folks? Yep. We love the European, or do yep. we, no, we hate I... the European corn boar. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We hate the European corn boar, don't we, folks? I don't gotta tell you guys, you, you guys are smart as a whip. As the other boss that I had, who was a doctor, I'm pretty <laughs> sure... I'm pretty sure that my first boss was a doctor just in his his own nation. But the other boss, he was he was a New York guy, like upstate New York. But he would always say, ah, oh, this one looks like corn bar. I got some corn bar in this one. Ah, oh, corn bar. Ah, oh, you got corn bar over here. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh. it was a fun job to do for three summers. And I ended up getting a. 20 cent raise oh yeah after that second year between the second and third years my my third year with the with the team i i got a raise that's a couple extra big fish fillets from burger king a week if i'm not mistaken well in the busy season man spicy well I, i it was it was my first raise and it would be the last raise i would get for a long long time because guess what (laughs) I couldn't spend more than, like, fucking a year at a job. (laughs) Hell yeah. So another very, very part-time job that I had, it was only during high school. The high school that I attended, the concert band ran the entrance to the the county fair, to the Cecil County Fair, which is one of... it It was very frequently the highlight of my summer, because it was towards the end of the summer... So, you know, you've got something to look forward to. It's way better than New Arc Night in yeah. that it has everything New Arc Night doesn't, and you don't have, like, police and buildings around. Yeah, it's got everything. It's got, for every person there selling funnel cake, of which there are dozens, there's four times as many army recruiters. It's got tractor pulls. It's got lawnmower races. It's got pig races. It's got the grease pole. It's got the demolition derby. It has a rodeo. It has a lumberjack competition. It has a biggest rabbit competition, which is not a sex thing. It's just who made the biggest rabbit this year. Let's go look at a bunch of rabbits. That's not even like a, they judge it as if it's not a quantifiable thing. You can just They have a lot of 4-H down there. Big, that was actually the only thing they had this year in, uh, in quarantine. They had the 4-H stuff still go on. They had all the auctions and the, the animal competitions. I followed the Cecil County Fair on Instagram and you should too, along with us, Road Sodas Pod on Instagram. Look at that. Look at that. That's how you do that. Slip that right the fuck in. Didn't even have to spit on my hand. Anyway, we would run the ticket counter at the front of this fucking thing. And it was cash only, obviously. I mean, part of it was just because it was the early 2000s, and I don't think credit cards or electricity had made it to Cecil County yet. So we were a cash business. But we also kept little notebooks where we had, like, I guess if we were smarter, we would have made it more of a bingo situation, but we had, like, mullets in a bunch of different categories, and we would just check off. Whenever we rang up somebody that, like, met these requirements. Like, so none of it was paved. It was all in a field, dirt, grass, therefore mud, wet grass when it rained. Did not stop a shocking amount of people from showing up in sandals and socks. Just camouflage sandals because, come on, 
were men. But sandals and socks, right in the mud, loving it, mullet, just all your basic redneckery. They now sell uh, flags there that say Cecil Tucky, which that doesn't yeah. make any sense. That I'm so sure to say that, too. They also, my sister showed me, she took a picture, uh, this is from a few years ago, but I'm sure they still make them. It's Confederate flags that say redneck on them, which is wildly stupid because Maryland was never part of the set. Like, it is technically below the Mason-Dixon line, yes, but it was never part of the Confederacy. It was a slave state until it was 1863. A, look, it was a slave state, but it wasn't part of the Confederacy. There were a lot of sympathizers in Maryland. Why do you yes. think Fed Hill is named Fed Hill? Because Lincoln it. had to put troops there to arm guns or point guns at the oh, fucking yeah. city in case they rebelled. I didn't. I don't, know I don't know, man. I don't know. Regardless, I was offended by it. You can be a redneck without being a racist. God it's damn true. it. God. Yeah, damn there's it. that guy in Perryville, uh, right, right near the the toll booth. When you have to slow down, that flies that like forty foot American or uh, Confederate flag. People got pissed at that guy. Yeah, that guy sucks big ass. Well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we, uh, we 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 were the the gatekeepers for redneckery for the the season's redneckery. I think sort of the the climax of the of the week. Usually the the second weekend of the event was the demolition derby uh, and the tractor pull. And let me tell you, watching watching a smash 'em up and then a fucking like giant diesel truck just drag. For those of you who don't know how a tractor pull works, it gets heavier as they pull it, kind of a thing. So you it's have, like a you know, weightlifting competition, but for for cars pulling shit. Yeah, so you end up you end up with heats. So the the weight slides toward the front where there's a spike on the trailer. You should just Google it to watch. But there's heats because if you pull it the whole way through, you just move on to the next round. It's a blast. Also, lawnmower races. Look up that shit. That's that's one of the few events where it pays to uh, just be a big fat guy because you need you need to counterbalance because you're you're turning. You have a high center of gravity, so you need to be able to lean to the inside to keep the tractor from flipping. Oh, it, oh, it rules. Anyway, that's why, that's why I like downhill bicycling. Yeah. Now I, now I, I, I called that a job, even though technically I didn't get paid. I don't think at all. I think all the money went to the band, uh, which is now that I think Awful. about it, I think about it even more stupid because I think it went to the marching band, which I wasn't in. I, I only yeah. did that. I only did that my senior year. No, I got I got one of them on here too for me. I just loved hanging out at the county fair. So mm. any excuse to be near corn duck. Cause then I didn't have to pay to get in. I was already in. So that was, well, I remember a time that after that, that you didn't work there. I think maybe, maybe senior year or into college when we went to the, that fair and I recognized somebody from my neighborhood, but you recognized the same person, but from band. And I didn't, I didn't go to high school with the kid, but I was like, Hey man, come on. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah all, right, all of you, come on, get in. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. We're not paying for this. Yeah. This is Cecil County Fair. I, we are that Cecil kid, County. That kid lived next to the daycare. Yeah. Which meant he was three doors down. Yeah. He he's he could uh, be my Superman. He could be your Superman, goddammit. Uh. All right. Uh, what's what's your next one there? It's, uh... Uh, so that that gets into like my first job after after a semester or two of college. Oh, okay. Yeah, working at my father's company. Oh, also yeah, yeah dad Also, got my father's company. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather's yeah. company. And my grandmother's company. And everyone in Cecil County's somebody's company. Well, I mean, a good hallmark of this 
this company is that they don't drug test you. And like that was their reputation. If you can do what you got to do off of the job and then do what you got to do on the job, that's fine. It's a weird policy. And, you know, they started to question it into the late 2000s. But thankfully, I wasn't there. But I think I know the culprit of the person like that set it off. Either way. My dad got me this job that was a first shift, like 6 a.m. to to 2.30, working on a production line. Not fun. It, somebody else in my neighborhood also worked at the company and got her daughter a much better job at a desk that she could come in at 9 and leave at, at 3.30 because she was a freshman in college and nobody gave a shit. Yep. 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 But I, you know what? It, it was a great learning experience for me, and I don't think it was a great learning experience for her. So she played one sport, and that was soccer. And I played five sports, I think. No. I th- Maybe three. I There was definitely volleyball in there. I don't know. They had, like, a company party that had some jousting, and I won at least against a couple of people. Maryland State sport, baby. Well, you have to. But I definitely played flag football, soccer, and volleyball. And My man. I remember playing against her one time in soccer, and I'm not I'm not graceful. I'm not good at soccer in the least. And she is arguably like way, way better than me. But I got a pass from like midfield, like almost almost to the goal. And I five hold her. The goalie ended up getting it, but like made her look bad. It was it was nice, and she was pissed. Uh, but well, I mean that that was why I went to work was to play sports. It was just like high school. It was great. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's like I'm just showing up to this thing so I can do this thing after school that's fun. Hell oh yeah. wait, I'm getting paid for all of this. Fuck yeah! No, that that job actually sucked. Working on the production line with the Cecil County populace was awful. And that that made me realize that I had to buckle down at school. And that's why I started playing rugby and drinking heavily. Yeah, getting your nose to the grindstone. We're not going to say what that company is, but anybody who knows the area knows who we're talking about. Now, my next job, I think might have been my last high school job. I can't remember if I started working at Blockbuster in high school or like immediately after graduating. But I definitely worked at Golden Corral while I was in high school. And I got hired there initially because one of my buddies worked there, and that's how jobs work. And I got brought in as, like, I ran the omelet station in the mornings on weekends, which, dear listener, family, please don't judge me harshly. At this time in my life, I didn't eat eggs. I didn't eat them at all. I ate them in bread. Dude, me too. I didn't, I didn't eat them then. I didn't eat straight up eggs when I was in high school or as a child. Uh, my understanding is that when I was a, a, young ba- a, a young baby slash toddler slash young man, nope, just toddler, uh, my dad told me that eggs were gross and that poisoned me in the mind against eggs. And so then once I got into eating eggs, I was like, God damn it, eggs are phenomenal. Why haven't I been eating eggs? Nevertheless, I ran the omelet station and I didn't eat eggs. Which meant every fucking omelet that I custom made. People would walk up and they'd be like, hey, I'd like that, 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 and that in my omelet. And then they'd go to the Golden Golden Corral's a buffet for the fancier, bougier amongst us who are listening. Um, It's a very shitty one. Possibly the shittiest. If you've ever heard of Old Country Buffet 
or maybe a buffet that's a one-off in your town. Don't worry, Golden Corral is worse. It's a massive chain, so it somehow doesn't even have the quaint, bucolic nature of your one-off like country buffets. Anyway, uh, we had this station. It was just a table, and I had some fucking grills, and it was always the fucking what do they call the like? It's the pre-mixed egg in a in a carton. Egg beaters. Egg beaters. I would pour that in to make the omelets, and people would be like, we got some ham and some bacon and some pork and some ham and some cheese and some cheese, and if that spinach comes near my omelet, I'm going to come back here and whoop your ass. And, <laughs> and then they'd go <laughs> off Then they'd go off to get the rest of their breakfast because one massive omelet full of ham and bacon and pork was not their breakfast. And so I would have to determine which Bass Pro Shops t-shirt was the guy who ordered this omelet, which that was hard enough because I was probably hungover because it was 7 in the morning on a Saturday. Well, I definitely remember making sure you got to work at least through one of those hangovers. We'll get to that one. But so I was just burning the shit out of these omelets because I, I, was, I was like, oh, an omelet should be firm. We don't want it uh, runny. That's undercooked. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Cannot believe they let me do it for as long as I did. They eventually moved me over to Head Baker. Don't know how I did that either, because I didn't uh, know how to fucking bake. Surprised by the amount of actual baking that goes on at a Golden Corral. Like, it wasn't pre-mixed stuff. You'd have, I'd have to, like, open cans of, like, pineapple and carrots and flour and shit to make the carrot cake. And with one of those industrial, probably, like, 10-gallon bowls with the automatic, the giant beater that would, that would beat it all up. And I had to make fucking hundreds and hundreds of dinner rolls. So what I would make, I, I, I'd, I'd come on my lunch break, not my lunch break, at lunch uh, during high school. I'd come to Golden Corral, punch in, eat a bunch of food, make all the dough, and cut it into a large, roughly, I think probably 18-inch diameter balls. Not probably, probably 12-inch diameter because I'd let them, I'd let them prove and then they'd like nearly double in size by the time I came back after school. And then I would put them in this giant press that would cut them into the dinner roll shape that was so heavy. Like you're cutting such a big piece of dough that I didn't weigh enough at the time because I was an incredibly <laughs> skinny kid. And so I, I, I had this I had this big it was basically it looks like a giant uh, I imagine a waffle maker, except instead of like, you know, <laughs> It, it cuts it instead of pressing it into a form. And so it's got a stick coming off the end to close it, to press down. And yeah, so I, you need leverage, right? So I took an even bigger hollow tube to stick on that stick so that I could go out on the end. I could, I, And then I laid myself over the end of the stick. And then I still had to pick up buckets, uh, these five-gallon buckets that held icing to give myself the extra weight to pinch it the whole way closed. And then I'd, you know, let them prove again and, and bake them. But I ended up making a bunch of gross, horrific food for people. Do not eat the carrot cake at Golden Corral. Uh, it's full of spit. Likely. Do not go to Golden Corral. Road sodas brought to you by Golden Corral. I would see people. I saw this multiple times. Dear family, dear listener, all of the items had a spoon. I would see people grab a handful of, let's say, fried clam strips. Maybe fried shrimp. Maybe fried oysters fried something in that category take a handful and then walk over to the chocolate fondue station which already shouldn't exist because it's recycled at a buffet but they would put their greasy mitt right in the chocolate 
and just yeah. let that with the breadcrumbs. That is America, man. And then they would eat that as a snack while they loaded up the rest of their plate. That's that's how you do it. Look. <laughs> they get it. I'm not here to judge <laughs> someone's lifestyle. You do what you need to do, but that that's just the hygiene aspect. If you want to put chocolate on fried shrimp, go ahead. Maybe it's fantastic. I it, I doubt it, especially with that chocolate. I don't know. I never saw the the chocolate would come in in an unmarked bag. Like it wasn't brand name chocolate. It was just like a brown chip shape. So you got all of like the unwanted parts of the chocolate is what you're saying? We got the scrapple of chocolate. I all think right. is what it was. I think Hershey Park all the little nubs that fell. You got on the, floor. the runoff. You got the slag from from Hershey Park. Exactly. But uh, eventually, I got I I got a couple more stories. My boss. Sorry if you're listening to this, mom, but this is the reason I kept the, the job. My boss was a was a was a probably forty year oldish guy, and uh, he didn't have a car. I think because he had too many DUIs, and so I would drive him home, and we'd stop by Happy Forties right on Route Forty there which is a drive-through liquor store. It's not like one of the ones down in the south where you can actually get like a drive-through like margarita or something like that. It was it, they didn't give you mixed drinks. You could just buy packaged alcohol at a drive-through. Yeah, know, give like me 630s. And so I was 16 and I would drive up and he would he from the passenger seat would buy himself a bunch of booze and then he'd buy me like a case of 40s and they'd have to hand it to me cuz I'm you know, you can't hand stuff to the passenger seat. It's just no one's arms are that long. Don't worry. I'll pull forward and roll the window down. Just throw it in. They're just giving booze to a kid. I mean, there's no other way around that. Sorry, happy 40s if you're still in business, but go fuck yourself. A lot of my friends work at your competition right down the road. I like them better. Anyway. Yeah, they are good. What James is referencing will, uh, no. Well, we're going to tell the story of James making sure I got to that job another time because it's it's more tied in with a different set of tales. It's it's tied in with a bunch of the... F- we used to just get drunk in fields, just like Meh. clearings in the woods. I was. It's what we had. Glens would be too romantic of a term. These were just fields. Yeah, these were... What's the... I don't know. Uh, in England, when it's like a white trash area and it's a moor... What is that? Like, what do they have? Yeah. <laughs> what, what what does the the people that live in the, uh, the, the, like, brick apartments, what do they call that? I have no idea. Probably something very silly. Yeah. Well. I'm absolutely chuffed to talk about it. I'm, uh. How, how far did we get in, in your career? Do we get to 2006? Uh, so that would have been... So that place closed when a health inspector showed up in 2006. Yeah, so we made for me we made it to 2006. So I've, I'm still in high school. So uh, this is obviously going to be a multi-parter. We're not going to keep you here all night, dear listener. Yeah, I only got to 2007, and and just like the early part of 2000, well, mid part of 2000. But I have plenty more stories from that one as well, and the cornfield. So guess what? This is going to be probably an eight-parter. I think at minimum. I mean, we're going to go on these. So, jeez. Uh, yeah, man. Um we well had a ton of shitty jobs and had a ton of jobs that I loved for for like 6 minutes. Yeah, they weren't all they weren't all bad and I, I got to say even the shitty jobs. I worked with some people that I really liked cuz that's how shitty jobs work. Mm-hmm. It's the good jobs where you don't like anybody. Uh, 
That's the truth. When you know it's work. But I think that'll uh, bring us right into this week's segment. And if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, and dear listener, you're going to get to hear this live. I'm pretty sure Jimbo's about to get very, very groany on the name of this possible segment title that I, I, I'm going to tentatively call Cora Momdance. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. We got a nice, everybody. It's wow. correspondence from a mom. Oh, man. I am not actually going to read my mother's words. Honestly, because I cannot read them at a normal pace. Because guess what, listener? She writes exclusively in cursive. Yes, I know. She doesn't swear all the time. It's not fuck shit damn. It's like flowing J's into A's into M's. And it's just music. But I cannot fucking understand it. Anyway... I know we did a segment that was a joke of the day, and... That segment's coming back, too. Oh, oh, absolutely. It should. It should. It it got so many hits. Yeah. Everybody, everybody wrote in saying they loved it, and by that I mean no one said a goddamn thing, which means they didn't complain, which means we're going to do it again, because that shit's hilarious to me. I did forget to post the pictures by this point. When this comes out, I'm sure I will have done that. Yeah, I'm sure you will, too. Uh, But back in 2004, or I guess maybe 2003, somebody purchased a Farside calendar that had 52 Farside cartoons and then a week of the year on the back. So this one... You know, I she probably wrote this in June of of 2020, but I don't know that because I didn't save the postage. So this one is June, July 2004, Monday the 28th to Saturday the 3rd. And the Gary Larson cartoon on it is amazing because it's a group of striking people from Acme Industries, but they're blind So they're at the building next door, which is the Center for Illiteracy. So they're all holding picket signs as blind people. And and the text below reads, For several hours, confusion reigned. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. I get Uh, it, because they couldn't read, and the other people can't read. mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how she communicated some like family updates, presumably, and some other. Classic- oh no that that's how she said thank you for giving them the login to my Amazon Prime, so she could watch Acorn TV and Downton Abbey and and something. Uh, uh, there's there's some British family that's in some Mediterranean thing. I don't know. My big fat Greek wedding. You got it. Yeah, N- nailed it. Jada De Laurentiis. Yep. I feel like I'm supposed to uh, say Windex, and that'll get a big laugh from everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, there he it is! There. He did it! There it is! I said he, it! He did it! Oh, oh, well, thank you, Mom, for this this week's Mom Mom Sport Chorus Bomb Cora Mom Vince. Yeah, there we go. Hell yeah! Yeah, the unnamed mom. Good for you. Yeah, we each have an unnamed mom. I'm uh, you know. I'm proud of you, Mom. I'm glad that you're retired. I'm just upset that you're destroying so many books. You have to stop destroying all those books. You were a librarian. For the love of God, stop stop turning those books into ornamental things. You should read them. Your, your mom's a fucking literary terrorist. 
She fucking it, it's 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 performance art at a level we can't understand. A retired librarian destroying books that are calendars. I gotta say also... though, I gotta say, like I know we reference Nazis a lot in this episode. My mom's oh, no. not a oh, Nazi. No. She's not destroying books in that regard. Like seriously, she's just she's just making like lights and and ornamental things out of them. Like just classic Pinterest stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Reeds and and you know centerpieces of ta- please. The Proud Boys don't have a a, a foothold in the fucking uh, Chachki community yet. That's still safe territory to tread. Yeah, just saying, Mom. You you still destroyed more books than the main character from four hundred Fahrenheit four fifty one. Good job. <laughs> I've been reading this new book uh, called The Turner Diaries. I'm just no, 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 <laughs> no, no, oh, no, man. nope, nope, nope. All right, all right, fine, fine. Go fuck yourself. If if that if that joke lands, uh, yeah, fuck off. Anyway, thanks for listening. Follow us on Road Sodas Pod at Instagram. Uh, email us at roadsodaspod at gmail dot com. Tell a friend. Uh, we're on Stitcher now. If you're a, if you were an exclusively Stitcher person, we're listed on there. We're also on Let Go. If you want to buy us, yeah, it, but you got to do it in person. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have to be like within our region and pick us up. Yeah, so you have to be able to both be near us and pick us up. And I gotta say, we don't weigh a little. Yeah, you'll have a you'll have a fine time trying to get us into your car. Yeah, walk softly and ideally carry a pallet jack. <laughs> Anyway, I think Jimbo's got some closing words to wrap this all up. Um, no, I don't. I, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Perfection. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. Ooh, ooh.